Last night, we exposed an awful lot. We, we gave you a tape, uh, a, a hidden microphone conversation uh, between two people. One of them was the guy who uh, was working with the Hillary campaign or for the Hillary campaign to discredit uh, Manafort with Trump. He talks about how proud he was of his involvement. This guy and his partner uh, were involved in effecting our election, and they were tried and convicted in court in Ukraine for that crime, interfering with U.S. elections. This tape is the first time it has been translated. It is phenomenal. We didn't get to the witness statement of Shoikin. That's the guy who was fired by Joe Biden. Um, but you can find that at glenbeck.com. His, his full uh, st- uh, sworn statement, um, state officials from the U.S. administration of President ba- Obama, and particular Joe Biden, were telling the heads of the Ukraine law enforcement system how to investigate, whom to investigate, including members of the uh, Ivanik uh, regime uh, team. Uh, He was not complying with this, and he says that's why he was fired. There were no grievances against me, nor any allegations that I had committed any corruption-related or indeed any other criminal offenses. Biden never stated anything of the kind either. The truth is I was forced forced out because I was leading a wide-ranging corruption probe into Burisma Holdings, a natural gas firm active in Ukraine. Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was a member of the board of directors, blah, blah, blah. You can read all of that. You also will be introduced to, just remember the name, Chalupa. This is a woman that was paid for, and we showed you the uh, expenditures. Chalupa and Associates paid $71,918. We have the evidence she was working with the Ukrainians, with the prosecutors, with the two guys that went to jail, uh, and the embassy. We, we showed that last night. The DNC was coordinating to thwart the Trump campaign. Then we also showed you the evidence that the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador that Trump has fired, that U.N. ambassador, and the U.K. ambassador, so it was going back and forth, they were in cahoots also with the Democratic Party, and they were blocking information to the DOJ. They were not allowed visas to come into the United States. The Ukrainian government, the corruption people, were, were begging uh, to get to the United States, to get to the Attorney General and the, uh, and the uh, DOJ. They had evidence, and this is quoting from the evidence file, sworn statements from Ukrainian, Ukrainian officials admitting that their agency tried to influence the 2016 election, contacts between Democratic figures in Washington and Ukrainian officials involved in gathering dirt on Donald Trump, Financial records showing a Ukrainian natural gas company uh, routed more than $3 million to Hunter Biden. Records showing Joe Biden pressured Ukrainian officials to fire Shokin. Correspondence that proves the State Department and U.S. Embassy in Ukraine interfered in criminal cases on Ukrainian soil. And disbursements as much as $7 billion that were misappropriated and taken out of the country. The Obama administration, through the embassy, blocked those prosecutors coming in to present that evidence. 
You wonder why Donald Trump wants to investigate what was going on in Ukraine. Last night, we covered it all on uh, Ukraine, the Democrats, Russia. You can find it, YouTube, Facebook, and it's also available now uh, commercial free for Blaze subscribers at Blaze TV. I want to hear from people on if you watched it last night, what stood out to you? Because it was a very complex timeline. Did you understand it? Did we, did we, should we go back and re-explain other parts? Did you follow it and what stood out? We start with Joseph in Illinois. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Glenn. It's an honor. Uh, Now, you were spot on, but there's a big part of this whole story that you and the nation need to understand, and that's the fact that there was a deal struck between the Obama and Clinton camp that he would go first and she would go second. And this is all the result of the guarantee that was made. They weaponized the top end of the DOJ, you know, all the unsundry intelligence services, and these are all the things that, you know, this, that's why all this is happening. You know, my evidence is you know, Donna Brazil with the Democratic National Party. That, that's why they did what they did to, to Bernie Sanders. He was an unexpected blow up that, that got some steam and some wind behind him, and they had to take him out. And that's that's. Well, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Joseph. I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but uh, generally I completely agree with you. And that's what we tried to show last night is that they were building a machine uh, and that machine was the most powerful machine. I mean, imagine having a a never ending rain of cash, seven billion dollars plus an intelligence agency from a corrupt company. Uh, country that will do what you ask it to do investigate what you want the power that was involved and the money is staggering and if that machine is not dismantled we will not ever be the same thanks joseph let me go to bill in virginia hello bill good morning hi good morning yeah um i thought what was most astounding was the fact that the uh, administration had people at different levels throwing uh, wrenches in the works to try to get the right people investigated and then trying to steer them away from, you know, uh, what was really going on. Yeah, and not really trying to steer them, demanding that they don't. And, And I think... With your small team and limited resources, as you said, um, on the pod on the uh, podcast last night, but you could do more with with more money, and the bigger organizations could investigate more. I'm I'm sure that the DOJ and the administration is looking into this, and Trump did say the other day that more will come out. Oh no! I, I think the, go ahead, Bill. I think the Demo- I think the Democrats are. This is a desperation move. This it is. is a survival move. It is. And it's, it's trying to throw as much of a smoke screen up yep. as possible. I, I just said what's going on on one level. Now I'd like to say what's going on on a wholly different level. Okay. The last line of the Declaration of Independence. That's what's going on. Divine. Divine intervention. Bill. Thank you. I think um, if we can come together, and we are all fair and just, I said this last night, I believe America, Republicans, Democrats, 
independents, people who are not playing a game, just good, decent Democrats and good, decent Republicans who are neighbors. We all get along. We don't agree on politics right now because everything has been made about politics, but we are a fair and just people. And right now we are being sold a load of crap from the mainstream media and they are they're telling you. In fact, do we have the do we have the place where I said skip, 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 skip? What what cut is that? I think that's cut number one on our uh, audio sheet. Ukraine special. Nothing to see here. This is what the media is doing. Listen to this. Forget about all this. This is a conspiracy. Concentrate here. Trump made a phone call. Trump made a phone call. You see how this doesn't work? You see how none of this is being talked about? They're talking to you about Joe Biden and his son. Skip, 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 skip. And Trump made a phone call. Doesn't work. This was doesn't when you watch this and you see and you understand what's on the chalkboard. That the media is telling you to skip. It's not important. It's staggering. It's staggering. And I do believe we have a chance to come together and say, okay, let the chips fall where they may. If Trump goes down, if the DNC goes down, if they both go down, I don't care. I just want this cleaned up. And I want transparency and I want our government to stop doing this. This was the Obama administration's ace in the hole. They built this machine. And I'm telling you what I said when I was at Fox. This man leaves, meaning Obama. You will see a scandal that will dwarf Watergate. This is it. But it's reliant upon you to know it. A republic cannot be kept by a a populist that puts their head in the sand. Now, all of this information, including an elevator pitch, how to make the argument with your friends, and all of the documents. So it's not coming from me. These are the copies of, you know, uh, text messages between the DNC and uh, and uh, the Ukraine Ukrainians. Uh, they are sworn testimonies. They there is the audio tape, never been translated before. We translated it. Listen to how they're bragging that they helped Hillary win the election. And so, you know, that was used as part of the evidence to to convict two people of interfering in our election. All of it's there at glenbeck.com. Please get this and share this, please, with your friends. We go back. Before we go back to the uh, phones, can I uh, can I play the audio tape and I'll read the translation to you? Um, uh, this is an audio tape that was used in a court of law, uh, the highest court in Ukraine. It, it it sent the chief anti-corruption unit, the chief of the anti-corruption unit, to prison. He was convicted. It was supposed to go to prison. Now, I want to be very clear. That was overturned on a technicality, but the state went right back to try them again. They are in trial and in court again. So it was dismissed on a technicality, but the verdict was guilty that they were involved. Now, this, this anti-corruption bureau 
was set up with the United States because we said, look, if we're going to give you billions of dollars, we need to make sure it's safe. And, you know, that guy looks really good to run that. Well, that guy was surrounded by Clinton people, Obama people, even Bernie Sanders people. The the uh, two lawyers for the White House, the, uh, Greg Craig, the the attorney for private attorney for Obama was there. Um, and you have the pollsters and the head pollsters of Obama, the pollster and strategist for Hillary Clinton. They are all talking to the guy who's the head of corruption, okay, to make sure there's no corruption there. Well, he ends up going to prison or being convicted, and uh, he and another guy. Now, the other guy worked with him, the head of the corruption, anti-corruption unit, to get all of the information out about Paul Manafort. In the special, we talk about how that happened. That was a DNC-run operation. No ifs, ands, or buts. The, it's all there, all in the paperwork. You'll see it on the special if you, if you care to watch it. But one of the things used to convict was an undercover tape where they are talking to one of the guys who, who released the Paul Manafort thing in cahoots with the DNC. Here is the translation of that tape. I want you to listen. Okay, this is the director of the anti-corruption. He said, did the Russians uh, help him? Yeah, I helped him too. Well, not him, but Hillary. I helped her. Right, right. But then her position tottered. Well, this is about how they write about it, right? And Hillary's humanitarian aid, and then we can't figure out what he's saying there. Well, I'm about the commentaries at that time. We were not in, and we don't know what he said. You know, Trump, this is the director of the anti-corruption, Trump, purely inner problems. They dominate over external matters. While Hillary, now listen to this, she is somehow, how shall I put it, she belongs to the cohort of politicians who comprise the hegemony in the U.S., both in the U.S. and the entire world, right? For us, it's better. But for Americans, what Trump is doing was better for them. Well, we have a lot of these American experts here now, right? Well, you see there, that's why Hillary lost the elections. I was in charge of investigating their black accounting records. We made the Manafort data available to the general public. So what? So what? Well, he was in prison. Manafort then was the head of the Supreme Headquarters of Trump, right? Then he was dismissed, too, including due to the black accounting. Then he was sentenced to 80 years. How about Trump? He didn't give a crap. Their system is working. Well, everything, everybody works smoothly there. And then when they carried out the elections, the week before the elections, the FBI reopened the investigation in respect to Hillary. So her rating dropped for 7%. And that's why Trump managed to win the elections in a pinch. I'm still under a, 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 unable to understand why he's fighting with the FBI. They try to catch him on one hand. But if I were on the, not the FBI, he wouldn't have won the elections. They torpedoed Hillary's ratings 7%. Whew. Guilty verdict. Why don't you know these things? You don't know these things because, as our last caller said, this is a fight to the death. 
This is Obama, Hillary, even Bernie to some extent, uh, the DNC totally involved in this. This is Debbie Wasserman Schultz. This is the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, all of them documented now. Proof, proof they did interfere in the election. That's deep state. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I gotta tell you, we so rarely take phone calls, and then today, halfway through taking phone calls, uh, our phone system went down, and so we're trying to get our phone system back up. Uh, I mean, the phone gods are not for the phone calls today, so we'll try to take some more phone calls, maybe even later in the show, Uh, but Monday, we really want to hear from you. Uh, Please... Tweet out, Facebook post, Instagram, whatever you have to do, please um, get people to um, watch the special. We are also at Blaze going to be um, tweeting out clips of the special, and I'm working on something Monday uh, to do the whole timeline in social media, and we will need your help uh, on that as well. Uh, This weekend, I have a podcast that I cut, I think, last week uh, with Tanya Joya. Now, she is an English citizen. She is from England. She lives here in the United States now. She's actually working with the FBI um, to uh, break up radicalized Islamic rings. She's quite an interesting story. She is somebody who grew up a, a Muslim, but not a, I shouldn't say not a radical Muslim, uh, somebody that I would think was, it wouldn't be somebody I would be hanging out with. Um, her father was very domineering. Her mother, um, you know, would not stand up. Um, uh, you know, her father was the kind that, you know, if you're if you're wearing lipstick, you're a whore kind of thing thing don't dishonor the family so she really had no place to go then she moves to an area on the other side of london first she's with a bunch of people who are calling her a paki which is a a slur she's not from pakistan she was born in the in the united kingdom but um she was up in this suburb that's known to be very very racist then her family moves to the other side of london which is known to be a terrorist hangout. So all of her friends, because she has nowhere to go, all of her friends who are Muslim are extremists. And she starts hearing talk about how 9-11, you know, was justified. She's, I think, 16 years old. And she's like, wow, that was so... I remember watching the towers come down and it was so heart-wrenching. And she said, then I went to school and um, she said, somebody said, did you hear about... The World Trade Center, and she said, "Yeah, horrible, wasn't it?" And her friend said, "Horrible. You need to come over to my house tonight, and my family will explain why it wasn't so horrible." So she went over to this extremist family, and she was young, impressionable, had no friends, uh, and what they said to her was like, "Oh yeah, I guess you're right. The Americans are really bad." Um, And so she fell into this extremist thing by 17 years old. She is wearing the full burqa. Her her aunt, who she really looks up to, she's radicalized. 
And so she just goes along with it. Then she can't date anyone or her father will disown her and God only knows what will happen. Um, and so she gets on a, a Muslim dating site and she finds a guy uh, here in America who seems like a nice guy and is all about jihad and everything else. And so she decides to marry him and her parents don't care. Her parents want her out. So she moves out. She moves to America, marries this kid who whose father is a general and has a long history of serving in their family, serving in in the Corps. And um, he has had, had a falling out with his son because his son has gone to the radical side. And so he brings home this wife, you know, in the burqa. Can you imagine this? And... Um, his son is then later, like within a year, his son is arrested, I think, for 18 months on charges of of helping Al-Qaeda. He goes to prison. Well, this is the first time in her life that she's alone. She has children now, and she's alone in the house, and her husband would never let her take off her burqa. Um, and so she starts taking it off she starts she keeps the face veil on but she starts slowly taking things off and she is reading online and reading books and watching television like she's never been allowed to do before and uh she says that she was saved because of a meme and it started her on this journey now listen to this this is from tomorrow's podcast the Glenn Beck podcast, it's cut three, America Saved Me. America Saved Me. It goes back to before I went to Syria where I was a stay-at-home mom. I was, you know, homeschooling my kids, which is really tough work. And I would watch things like Fox News Business. I would listen to um, and Judge Andrew Napolitano. Mm. I would listen to Ron Paul. They taught me about the U.S. Constitution. This was enlightenment for me. It it was you said that when you read the declaration of independence you had never read anything like that before freedom of thought freedom of thinking rights for humans it's incredible like as muslims we have to think the word of god is perfect we're not allowed to to disagree but i was like hang on this is a value system that is so much more humane so much more merciful to human nature than a 14th century angry Arab god and who's also misogynist and homophobic and hates everyone who's not a Muslim. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I was like, I found something more beautiful. And, and you know, of course, John didn't appreciate that. But I, I fell for it. I fell in love. I was like, this is what I need. This is what my children need. And this you, is what the world needs. You've read... Thomas Paine. I love Thomas Paine. Yeah, I read the Age of Reason, uh, the, the Age, Age of, of Reason, Reason. Um, the, uh, Rights of Man. Uh, I got uh, some you, notes. So like, like what did you? Was, what did you think of that? Okay, so I, I went to Facebook headquarters once, and I had to go discuss with them their responsibility for spreading terrorism with the groups, mm -hmm. the foreign groups. But that, that was why I went there with the group, the Parents for Peace. But I had to thank them because I was like, that 
I read a meme, and the meme said, um, a cruel God, I, I don't have my bag here, but I had a note, but it was something like, uh, the belief of a cruel God makes a cruel man. Mm-hmm. And when I read that meme, it's so powerful, a small meme, it struck me so hard, and I was like, no one has expressed what I was, I've been feeling so clearly because I knew it and I felt it every single day. And he, he had the freedom as a non-Muslim to put it into words because it's blasphemy to say such a thing in Islam. But it was true. And, and I remember saying to John, John, Thomas Paine says all these amazing quotes. And, you know, I, I didn't ra- wasn't raised with the American founding fathers or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is so incredible. He said, he said, yeah, I read Thomas Paine while I was in prison. He's good, but you stay away from him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm fine. But once John was out the picture, I could read every material I wanted. Listen to that. I could, I could, I could read whatever I wanted. It, when I, I brought out a Koran for her, a Thomas Jefferson Koran, and she didn't know what it was, and I just said, uh, this book, this is the first printing in America of a Koran. And what she says afterwards, after I said that, just immediately was shocking. Just shocking. You have not heard anyone like her before. Like I said, she's working now with the FBI to stop radicalism. Uh, She grew up in it. She saw it firsthand. She was kept from information. She was treated like a stupid girl. Uh, And she is on a learning curve. When she said in that clip, I don't have my bag here. I've got notes. She really does. I mean, I was talking to her off the air. And made mention of something. And she said, wait, what is that? And I said, oh, it's this guy, blah, blah, blah. She said, hang on just a sec. She grabbed her purse, took out a pencil and paper, and she's got a notebook where she's just writing things I have to read. Mm. She is so starving for information. And it's, in some ways, it, it, it exposes uh, radicalized Islam. Um, it exposes the left. But it it also exposes you to somebody who is discovering the American principles for the very first time. She had never heard of the things that we take for granted. And when she heard them, she was like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've always felt that, but I've never heard anyone actually say that except me in my own head. Can you imagine that? Yeah. It's crazy too, to listen to how both sides of that transition happened. I mean, uh, Ah, come over and talk to my parents about this this event. It gets her into radicalism, and then a meme gets her out. Yeah, I mean, it really is uh, strange it's how fascinating. Uh, we tend yeah. to think of like how people make these big momentous decisions with lots of thought and you know cost benefit analysis. And it's like in reality, you know, the, something hits you the right way on the right day. So her husband, you change. Her husband was from um, Texas, so she lived in Texas. Then he went to prison. And she started to educate herself. And then he got out of prison. She had to put the burqa back on. And he had seen how much she had read and how much America had influenced her. And he said, you're, you're a bad Muslim. You're turning into a bad American. And uh, so he said, we're moving. And we're moving to Syria. And she said, no. 
no, I'm not moving to Syria. So he said, okay, we'll go to Egypt. She said, no, we're going to Egypt. And he thought by moving her to Egypt, where all of the women were like the kind of women he wanted, Mm -hmm. that she would fall in line. The opposite happened. It got worse for her. And then he joined ISIS and became an American ISIS commander. And so they moved to Syria against her will. Uh, He eventually is killed. She escapes, actually with his help, which is weird. She escapes Syria. Then he goes back uh, after at the border. He goes back and then he is killed. Um, And she takes the children and they come back to America. And she's working with our law enforcement now to try to deprogram people. She wants to go into the prisons because she said they're all being programmed in prison. And I can help deprogram. Uh, She's remarkable. Uh, Tomorrow, the podcast. You don't want to miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to hear somebody who is in the belly of the beast and is at the same time discovering what we have and saying, what are you doing? Her name is Tanya Joya, and you'll see her on the podcast that will be released tomorrow. You can find it at glenbeck.com. Also, wherever podcasts are found, including uh, blazetv.com. Listen to the free podcast or watch it on Blaze TV. Uh, and that happens tomorrow. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Thank you so much for your support this week. Uh, thank you for your Blaze membership. Uh, it helped us pay for all of the things that we gave away for free this week. Uh, that big special is available at YouTube and Facebook and Blaze TV. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your subscription is what made the difference. You can save 20% uh, up until Sunday just by using the promo code GB20OFF at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, please share this with your friends. We did our work now um, it's your turn. Now you've got to push this out. Now you've got to take this information, digest it, do your own homework. We have all of the links to all of the documents at glenbeck.com. Uh, we have a an elevator pitch for you so you can share it with your friends. And then we have, you know, when you get into the discussion with your friends, here's how you can frame this. Uh, and then all of the documents so you can make the case. Please do this because the mainstream media will not. So it's up to you now. If you believe in the Republic, we need to mutually pledge our lives and our fortunes and our sacred honor. You're listening to Glenn Beck.